0: This is a 2 podcast.
1: Before we get started, I would like to give a disclaimer for my audio. We had technical difficulties leading up to recording the episode, so it's very fitting that I had technical difficulties during the episode. My microphone levels auto-adjusted down from my normal range to a much smaller range because of our previous technical difficulties. We had to record everything on a single track. While this helped us get the episode out there, I could not boost my own audio in post to correct for the level drop. I did listen carefully, and I am able to hear most of the commentary, but at some points of the music parts, it is very hard to hear. Sorry for the delay, and I hope you enjoy the show. <laughs> I've got the beer. Now time to make a daring escape. Quick, throw me the microphone.
2: You throw me the beer. No time to argue. Throw me the beer. I throw you the microphone.
1: Alright, fine. Here. Now throw me the microphone. Adios, senor. Gotta record a podcast. Hello and welcome to Drink In Geek OST. This is a show where we drink beer and listen to geeky soundtracks. This episode is featuring the Black Dogs, Temple of the Haze New England IPA, and I am Player One, the Duke. And I am Player Two, Saf. The track you are currently listening to
2: is the Raiders March from Indiana Jones,
1: the original. It's also
2: known as the Indiana Jones theme.
1: Yeah, this one is wonderful. It is the song you think about whenever you think of just John Williams and George Lucas yeah. all together. It's iconic. Yeah. There's literally like the, the Star Wars a cappella like song where they took like a George or George Lucas or a John Williams song and wrote words about Star Wars mm-hmm. over this track, over <laughs> this one. <laughs> yeah, they didn't pick. They didn't pick a Star they Wars. Pick the they picked
2: Emperor's March. They, yeah, they, they picked, picked the Raiders March.
1: This one. Yeah. So, like, this, I've heard this so many times. It's amazing. I love it. It's I a great
2: adventuring theme. Yeah. But We should probably get to the beer before we get into the music too deep.
1: Yeah, probably. And I honestly forgot how the show works. I was just waiting for you to tell us about this. The track, and I was just listening. I got really into the music. <laughs> I was
2: wondering. I was like, uh, "Start talking." I turned it down to give you like a clue. I
1: know. I, know. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, he's gonna start talking now." Whoops! Totally forgot. I tried uh, to
2: signal you, but you were looking down at something else. <laughs> yeah,
1: I had a ADHD moment. Looked at a notification on my phone. But, You know, here we are. Uh, we have the Temple of Haze uh, beer. We talked about this on this past weekend's uh indiana indiana jones episode if you're not following us on drinking geek out you should be uh we talked about the entire movie franchise and the beer that we had on that episode without giving too many spoilers for that episode was the raiders of the lost haze uh as part of this uh collaboration that this beer is so we have moontown we have flicks and we have uh this one was a black dog so those three breweries, they have three beer releases. Clearly, for the holy trinity of the actual really good Indianapolis Jones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh so this one is the Temple of Haze, It is the the hazy IPA. Uh, seven point eight percent ABV. Uh, does not say anything about the IBUs, so we'll be playing our favorite game.
2: Yeah, I was looking on the can; it doesn't say the IB, IBUs on there either. So, yep, we're gonna have to make it up.
1: Yeah, I was trying to, I was like on the fly trying to find it. I was like, I don't, I don't see it on here. Uh, and so as I said, in collaboration with Moontown Brewing and Flix Brewhouse Indie, uh, we've crafted a New England IPA featured ne- Nectron and Citra Hops, intense tropical flavors, including passion fruit, stone fruit, and pineapple. And I realize I said Indianapolis Jones several times, mm-hmm. mainly because I'm thinking of Indianapolis breweries that made this beer (laughs) yeah (laughs) correction indiana jones
2: oh i thought you were making a joke
1: oh yeah yeah that's that's exactly what i was doing uh
2: also there is an extra line of dialogue or text on the can that continues from where you left off that says with a big full body that's silky smooth has a fluffy mouthfeel and lingering finish the perfect companion to a new movie release cheers
1: nice so, uh, Nectatron, or Nectaron? I wish it, it was Nectatron. Me too. Sounds yeah. like a Transformer. <laughs> Something, yeah. It's a New England, or sorry, New Zealand hop. Another one. Uh, so Another one. Nec- we had one. We've had New Zealand hops yeah. for the past few. I think last uh, Moontown Beer had a New Zealand hop as well. It says the Nectaron hops are a New Zealand variety that went by the number Hort 4337. It is a, sister, a full sister of Weimia and was developed in partnership with New Zealand's Plant and Food Research. It took over 17 years before the full release. Nectaron has a full aroma of passion fruit, peach, grapefruit, and pineapple. It is perfect for any fruit-forward beer and performs well when used in the dry hopping. Sweet. So all the I think what, flavors described is just as hot. Yeah,
2: yeah it sounds great. I think what we learned on our Indiana Jones episode, uh, film episode, is that all three of the beers ha- have the same basic recipe, but mm-hmm. the first one we tried was a New England Pale or Hazy Pale Ale. Mm-hmm. This one's a New England IPA, and the third one is a double IPA.
1: Right. Which we need to make our way out to Flicks and uh-huh. get that. And be like, hey, we need this right now. Thank you.
2: Let me sample it. Give me a little sample. I need it. Uh, speaking of the can, we've got our, oh, I don't remember what this guy's name is from Temple of Doom, the bad guy that okay. rips out hearts from people's chests. <laughs> yeah. But he ripped out a giant hop and is holding it above his head. But it's got the traditional garb of that character. It looks exactly like him, but it's more of like a cartoony image. But yeah. Cloudy red, smoke in the background, Temple of Haze in the Indiana Jones font.
1: It definitely is just as frightening as that scene.
2: Yeah, it also says on the side of the can, all spent grain used in the production of Black Dog Brewing Company beers donated to local farmers. So that's nice. But yeah, just a really cool can. And we had to talk about Indiana Jones again just to have a reason to drink this.
1: Absolutely. I tried to go through IMDB real quick to get you that name, but none of these names are jumping out at me. And a lot of them I can't pronounce them.
2: Yeah, I think he's got like a title that they use as opposed to a name, but
1: uh. yeah, and it, like a lot of these actors have grown up, so I can't. Yeah, you know, they've gotten older. I can't just look at the photo and be like, "Yep, that's him.
2: That's the guy." I recognize his horns. He still has them on. <laughs>
1: yeah, darn. I I can't do it. All right, none of that. Uh, but yeah, the the can looks amazing and frightening at the same time. Um,
2: as for the beer look, it's very light colored.
1: Yeah, it's it's on the it's on the cusp of creamy. Hmm. Uh, not really sure how creamy like hairy snitch creamy it's darker than the kirk shirt when we had last yeah time.
2: slightly one or maybe two
1: yeah the the raiders shirt or the the, the, the wow well, the raiders of the lost haze haze was like a kirk shirty one this one is a little bit more goldeny but it's still creamy so i definitely put it at a hairy snitch uh more so than the Kirk shirt for this one. But it's yeah. not far different, if I remember No, correctly. it's
2: not. But I agree. It's in that area.
1: All right. Sounds good.
2: Smell-wise, we should get all those fruity aromas.
1: Yeah. It's very fruit forward on the nose. Uh, pineapple for sure. Hmm. Um, I was thinking more like guava. Oh, yeah. I can
2: get some of that. I don't all know. those tropical fruits. Yeah.
1: Sometimes a lot of those tropical fruits blend together. And I don't really know the difference between the guava or a passion fruit. So I'm just going to say, yes, passion fruit.
2: I think passion fruit's a little more sour than a guava.
1: Okay. Well, I don't really smell anything on the sour end, but that's more of a taste. But definitely a huge, like, pineapple forward mm-hmm. in this one for me.
2: A little bit of papaya.
1: Oh, papaya. I like papaya. Uh, can smell. It's more fruity. Usually mm-hmm. the can is, like, a very hoppy, like, leftover, like, Blast to the nose, but it's very sweet on the nose.
2: Yeah, there's a little bit of hint of dankness, but yeah, overall amazing.
1: Yeah, like you can't really judge a beer until you smell its can. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but
2: let's drink it up. Mm. Very creamy. Yeah, it's Mood.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say it's really, really like drinking a milkshake. Yeah, and I don't mean like the milkshake.
2: IPA. IPA. I'm
1: talking like actual milkshake. This thing is thick. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a good way. You know, like, yeah, I let my ice cream melt. And so I'm just mm-hmm. drinking it now.
2: Like a orange Julius type.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's 100% what this is. This is like an orange Julius. You got yourself the tropical fruit pineapple mm-hmm. forward Julius. Um, the hops are definitely in the back end of this one. Definitely bitter. Um, you can definitely taste it.
2: Yeah, there's a little bit of a bite.
1: Yeah. Um, it's So, like, it's very smooth up front, finishes with that bittery thing at the very end.
2: Man, I really enjoy this.
1: I am. Um, there isn't going to be much left after this. Like
2: I know. Uh, it's going down so fast.
1: Yeah, I even had this out for an hour while we worked out some technical difficulties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this this thing definitely aged really well. Sitting out, we've only had this for a couple weeks, right? Is just, yeah, it's released. fairly fresh, yeah. So, this is the first time we're drinking like a, a hazy IPA on the show that's fresh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. it was like this uh, month, yeah, within the range that they tell you to drink them,
2: and on 629, 629- yeah. So, <laughs> seven,
1: 17 days, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, this is, I've awesome. got
2: untapped pulled up so we can just get through this real quick. There's only 78 ratings and the average is 4.12, which is great. No friends so far.
1: I also do not have any friends. Do you get like a minty aftertaste?
2: No, I'm not picking that up.
1: There's like a, I have like a tingling after like the hops flavor that I can't pinpoint.
2: Oh, I guess now that, yeah, now that you say that. It may not I be could, mint. Be, yeah, I see what you mean. I don't know if I'd call It, it does have like that kind of a, leafy yeah uh freshness
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's wild that's a, that's actually kind of refreshing <laughs> like i don't know it was off putting at first but that's actually not terrible
2: yeah it's not like toothpaste
1: right exactly uh david e gave this a 4.5 and he said got a little cheesy flavor okay but not the oh my god is cheesy <laughs> But doesn't punch you in the mouth. Just fruity and enjoyable enough to take it toe to toe with some of the Moontown classics.
2: I think I know what he means. Like the aftertaste. Yeah. Kind of similar aftertaste to like bite it into cheddar cheese or
1: something. Maybe. I was thinking it was like cheesy as in like the like the figurative, like, ah, this is such a so, che- yeah. like a cheesy IPA or, or something. I didn't actually take him literally for cheese, but I, I can see what you mean.
2: Scott F. says, Thirsty Thursday, Tom Braid Temple with Hayes. I had this on draft at Kuma's along with the best burger around. Nice three-way collab. And he gave it a 4.25. It says he had it on draft, but he's holding a can in the picture. so
1: I wonder if Maybe. he bought a can afterwards. Yeah,
2: he liked it so much.
1: Yeah, I could see that happening. I totally would do it. Uh, or he
2: just took a picture of the can to have it oh, yeah. as the an image and yeah. didn't actually drink it.
1: It's like, hey, I'm trying to take a picture of her. untapped. Can I get this right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Lee D gave this a four. Uh, big pineapple, citrus, and passion fruit. Very hazy and creamy body. Nice beer. You know what, Lee? We said the exact same thing. <laughs> I got a nice in there from Doug. Beer C. Gave it a four and said, nice pick." Probably talking about the can.
2: Yeah. Or he's congratulating himself on the picture he uploaded.
1: You know what? That's fair. For someone who doesn't take a whole lot of pictures, I think I would be happy (laughs) that I took a good picture and posted it myself. All right. The last one that I'm going to read before I check myself in uh, comes from Tom P., who checked this bad boy in. Um, It looks like. At home. No, he's actually out of place, but they're using like a weird, not associated to the bar or brewery Mm. cup. That's fine. Uh, 4.5 said, hazy doesn't describe it. More like cloudy, overcast even, bordering (laughs) opaque. Well, thank you, man. You just described hazy IPAs like everyone else. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But great aroma and really prevalent citrus flavors. Really strong effort. This is nice. even it a four point five, and yet he, uh, I don't know. It what, like, I don't know
2: what he expected. Like, it yeah. just means they're typically cloudy. Like, is it? What did he expect it to be? Like thicker?
1: Yeah, I don't know, but it, it seems like a very native comment. However, <laughs> it's like, come on, dude, <laughs> <laughs> don't be lame. Yeah, I mean,
2: you I like the beard, don't? Yeah, I don't know why you're shitting on it. Right?
1: Yeah, like I don't know. Constructive criticism is different but that definitely wasn't constructive or I don't know, criticism for whatever
2: reason. (laughs) It wasn't anything. It was words.
1: Yeah. I don't know.
2: I'm trying to check it in. So I'll probably be silent for a second.
1: I went ahead and checked this in at a 4.25. I said very smooth, thick with three C's beer, great pineapple flavor, fresh leafy taste at the end, left a tingle on the tongue. But other than that, it was quite tasty. I think it would have been a little bit higher of a score for me if it didn't have that tingles at the end, kind of like a minty, um,
2: cheesy, cheesy <laughs> fresh,
1: freshness, <laughs> if you will. Um, but it's enjoyable. If I had to pit this one against the Raiders, I probably would put that lower than the Raiders. I like that one quite a bit.
2: Yeah, that one was really good.
1: Uh, this one is also really good, but it's that tingle at the end. It's really it's just good mm-hmm. for me. It must be
2: the ipa as opposed to being a pale ale whatever the jump is that's where that because the flavor is similar Mm -hmm.
0: Uh,
2: so i also gave it a 4.25 and i say a really delicious hazy ipa been a while since i've had one this good since the doodle crew went into hibernation Uh, referring to indiana city closing and them not releasing hazy ipas Mm -hmm. anymore i mean gugman's has the probably the best ones right now Yep. But this one rivals it. It's a really solid. I like the tropical flavors and like the creamy, uh smooth mouthfeel. And just yeah, like you were saying that there's like this little bitter aftertaste that is the only thing that keeps it from being like perfect.
1: Right. It's a uh, definitely not a deterrent if I see this somewhere like on tap at a, a restaurant or a bar, definitely getting it. Oh, yeah. If I see myself at Flix or uh at Moontown Hardly ever going to be down south to get to Black Dog, but the other yeah. two I'm very close to. That's but, right for you. Yeah.
2: That's why I picked it up there because I'm like, that's 20 minute drive for me.
1: Yeah. I would probably seek this beer out. So not completely dislike on, on it, but just that that tingle at the very end is a little bit different.
2: Yeah. What are we going to guess as the IBUs on this bad boy?
1: The initial thought that I had was like in the 50 range. So, like pl- plus or minus five in the 50 range.
2: Yeah, I was like, going to say like 45, 45 or something. so. So, yeah, well, somewhere in that area. All right. Let's do 49, the gold rush, the 49ers. Yep. Yeah.
1: Perfect. Because they're out so, to get gold. And so mm-hmm. is everybody in this movie. Seriously. Or
2: some sort of treasure. Yeah. All right. Let's get back into the music. Raiders of the Lost Ark music was composed and conducted by John Williams and performed by the London Symphony Orchestra. Orchestrations were done by Herbert W. Spencer, with additional orchestrations done by Al Woodbury. 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 Oh, whatever. Woodbury. Yeah. Uh, this is the Marion's theme from Raiders of the Lost Ark.
1: Yep. It is very quintessential for John Williams to have character themes. Yes. So, like the Leia theme, or, you know, that's all I have the Leia theme. Yeah, no. but the,
2: every character, every main character yeah. has their theme, and Marion is a main character. Yep. Uh, Marion's theme is inspired by the second movement of Rachmaninoff's piano concerto number two, op 18. just like a beautiful song and it's kind of soft for a character who's not really known for being that right it's It's kind of got a hard edge to her
1: right it's almost like they're forcing
2: the it's like a love theme
1: yeah they're like forcing the love theme that you you kind of hope for if you're mm-hmm. watching these movies me personally I, I wasn't but like you could see like this is the main character this is the woman of the series you'd want I don't
2: know, a little turn at the end it gets more dramatic yeah Right now we are moving on to Temple of Doom. I guess I should read this. William said that the music did not have to be serious for the film and was... Instead, theatrical and excessive. Williams spent a few weeks working on Indiana Jones' theme, more commonly known as the Raiders' March, which we talked about earlier. The Raiders' March that plays during the main character's heroic scenes. Two separate pieces were played for Spielberg, who wanted to use both. These pieces became the main theme and musical bridge of the Raiders' March
1: this one was a very chaotic opening to the movie uh,
2: yes totally there it's pretty much starts with like a james bond movie where indy's on a separate mission and uh, there's this big musical number and then it turns into a fight scene
1: yeah it's it all, it's honestly just like the the temple or sorry the the Last Dark opening, where it's like, "Give me the microphone, give me the beer." Yeah, this yeah. This one, yeah. is like, "Give me the antidote, give me the diamond, oh, the
2: diamond, the huge diamond." <laughs> we got our lady dancing.
1: He falls for the biggest trick in the book. In this? Yeah. Or in both? Well, in the in this movie, in this scene, he drinks the poison.
2: The poison, yes.
1: Clearly, there's something in there.
2: And all those Asian men laughing. Yeah, uh, also, this song. Go ahead.
1: I also thought this song was not culturally appropriate. It had a bunch of white women and a white singer right. singing Japanese.
2: But uh, this happens. This ha- and totally yeah, exactly. way back then, it yeah. happened all the time. So yeah. it's kind of
1: accurate. Oh, I know. And I wasn't saying anything about the filmmakers. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. I disliked the part. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Cole Porter wrote the song Arranged by John Williams and sung in Mandarin By Kate Capshaw. so the actor is actually singing
1: That would be really hard to dub it, I think
2: (laughs) Yeah Let's go to the I got more from Temple of Doom
0: What if you could do SEO smarter and faster? With Wix, you can edit your meta tags (laughs)
1: Numerous cues from the Temple of Doom were missing from the soundtrack's initial LP issue due to the inherent length limitations of a single LP. Approximately 40 minutes? After the release of an extended Raiders of the Lost Ark soundtrack in 1995, there was some hope for more complete release of the Temple of Doom score. This was eventually realized in November 2008 by the Concord Music Group as part of a five-CD box set that included the soundtracks of Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones, and The Last Crusade, and Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystals.
2: This is Short Rounds theme that we're listening to. I didn't mention that.
1: seems very playful. Yep. Especially Uh, since he's a a playful character.
2: And he's like, yeah, he's a child, so it's kind of... Got, like, little tinkly-tinky sounds. And it has its own little dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun that comes back throughout the movie, like, every time he pops up.
1: Yep. Very good at, like, isolating, like, little snippets and saying this is like this is going to play whenever this character is here. Yeah. You're going to know what this is.
2: And then he'll mash it up with the other characters' themes if they're like interacting in like brilliant ways.
1: But I can tell you it's not very like recognizable.
2: Yeah. Because it doesn't come back throughout the whole series. It's just in this one movie. Yeah. Like the Indiana Jones theme is recognizable maybe more because we've heard it five Different movies. Right. This one is called Nocturnal Activities. Wink, wink.
1: Yeah, this one is the uh, the, you want me, you want me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want me. Oh, you'll come begging for me. No, you come (laughs) begging for me.
2: (laughs) It's a very funny scene with her. And then he gets sidetracked into some adventure. Yeah. She's all mad at him.
1: <laughs> I'm going to die. We're <laughs> going to die. Yes, yeah, all that. <laughs> um,
2: I missed this paragraph for the Raiders, so I'm going to go back. For the romantic theme, Williams took inspiration from older films like the drama Now Voyager from 1942 to create something more emotionally. Monumental that he felt would consist well with the film's humor and light, lighter moments. Williams used dark orchestral pieces to represent the actions of the Nazis, using the seventh degree, of, seventh degree on the scale of the bottom. He said the significance signified a mater, militaristic evil to create something suitably biblical for the Ark of the Covenant used a mix of choruses and orchestra. (laughs) There's the indie theme. Uh, Lastly, for Temple of Doom, we have the sword trick. Which is, when he's on the bridge, he's the sword. Uh, Drop the bridge and fall to his death. (laughs) But it's very dramatic, very action-oriented, because we haven't really had an action-y moment. And you keep hearing the Indiana Jones theme pop up. It's like the Bond theme, like whenever he does something dramatic and action-y, the Bond theme plays while well, he's got his own Bond theme.
1: Right, yeah. I mean as he should,
2: Yep. And there's the short round theme. Do-do-do-do-do. Because
1: he's there, yeah. <laughs> I do like the the faster pace, the higher tempo. of This one definitely yeah. makes me feel like things are happening around. It's not just oh, we're just chilling. This is like let's fight. It, to the next track,
2: which is perfect. This is from Indiana Jones Temple of Doom uh, on the Atari from 1985. The theme song, obviously. I mean, they did a great job representing it on, like, a 4-bit console or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know what kind of sound chip they have, but it's recognizable. Yeah, it's
1: wonderful, because you have that under-bit tone, too. Yeah. Like a, almost like the bass or the the drum pedal over
2: The arcade game later converted to many home computer and console formats. Go to NES version in 1988. So this might be the NES version, not the Atari version. It's hard to tell. Uh, This is the Mind Card theme from the same game, which is a very iconic moment from the movie. So I figured I would include it. We like it's perfectly made for a game.
1: Yeah, this is Pokemon. They just (laughs) entered a Pokemon battle.
2: Oh yeah. with jumping over some stuff. Oh, yeah. Very mm-hmm. action-oriented.
1: Definitely raising the blood pressure. How all racing games go.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a really good song, but yeah. we can go on back to the movie themes. goes on for a while. I'm not sure what those boobs are supposed to be. We are now entering the last crusade. This is uh escape from Venice.
1: Uh, boat ride.
2: Yep, I was just gonna say I believe that's the boat. <laughs>
1: Indiana Jones and the Last Crusades music was composed and conducted by John Williams and performed by the Hollywood Studio Symphony Orchestra. The official album only contains key moments from the film score and is out of print.
2: Here's the Italian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
2: Sets it right, fitting into that location.
1: Yeah. Hey, we're we're in we're in Italy. Right?
2: Whatever. The, I couldn't think of the instrument if they use. Mandolin or something. <laughs>
1: expanded edition was officially released by Concord Music Group in a Box with the soundtracks of other Indiana films we just mentioned before. Williams' so mm-hmm. the arrangement of the Gratzer Marsh? The German military march that is played during the Berlin's book burning scene does not appear in the soundtrack. That's a bummer. Yeah. I wonder why they chose that song. Can't imagine. <laughs>
2: This is a fact called Keeping Up with the Joneses. we got two Indians, well, two Joneses in this one. Two Henrys.
1: Surprised it's not apostrophe.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. I want to say this is the scene where they're tied to the chair, maybe, and then they escape from that, and then there's, like, that long chase scene.
1: Right, and he's like, God, not another boat
2: that <laughs> yeah. he just like kicks it off and they get on a motorcycle
1: yeah well <laughs> Henry tries to get into it yeah He's like, no, <laughs> he keeps no, throwing no, his, no. he throws his bag and he throws it back out he throws it in he throws it back <laughs> out okay.
2: hijinks okay. ensue okay. and then another one of my favorite moments this one is called on the tank there's the indie theme this tank scene is probably one of the best action scenes at least from this era like the long chase and jumping from tank to jeep and like being pulled underneath some like grabbing on the bumper with his whip and like holding on for dear life then finding out later that Indy's or well Harrison Ford is doing most of his own stunts during these stapling the hat to his head
1: <laughs> yeah, this entire scene definitely has its greatness when it comes to you know being an action scene and doing some like stuff, but it was definitely goofy.
2: Yeah, there's some humor to it too. It's all lighthearted. Yeah. Cause they keep cutting to like his dad and uh uh I just forgot his name. The other old guy.
1: Oh yeah. Um uh... Marcus Brody. Marcus Brody. Yeah.
2: And they're just like uh, having cheese ball wines <laughs> stuck in the tank. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I guess I also have some video games. So let's check those out. This is the. Venice theme from Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade The Graphic Adventure from
1: 1989. Nice. It's... Feels very clown (laughs) car-y.
2: It does. I
1: was like, oh, this is the beginning like scene of that movie. Nope.
2: Nope, it's... it's, Well, it does kind of have like that like... It does have the Venice feel to it, but...
1: I guess with some visuals I'd be able to tell. Yeah. Right now it's not...
2: For... Uh, the Amiga. So I'm not sure what, what graphics were on that, but I mean, the train looks good on this picture. Yeah. This is Castle Brunwald.
1: Oh, yeah. I can totally hear it. Yeah. It's very like medieval, mm-hmm. but like also evil, slash almost Nazi. haunted. Yeah. Strike in this castle <laughs> that he burns the ground. You wouldn't think that sound. like the castle would burn that much.
2: Yeah, they're made of like rock. Yeah. Knight of the Holy Grail is the title of this track.
1: Very holy orchestra. sound yeah, it does like, sound like you're entering a like church organ or something. Hand.
2: Yeah, church organ, totally. And I think this is kind of the music that's playing when he finally gets to the area where the grail is yeah. held. Obviously, it sounds better in the movie, but this is right. a nice representation.
1: The longer sounds like an organ. It kind of sounds like a harpsichord.
2: Yeah, it does. <laughs> One more song from this game. The Indian theme which clearly is going to be the, right. the main theme.
1: You won. Good job.
2: Yep. Now you get to finally hear the Indiana Jones theme. I'm sure it played in other places during the game, but that's what you want to hear when you win. was right. just kind of like funny clown horn. <laughs> right. The whole soundtrack was written with clown horns. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. We're still on Last Crusade, but this is the NES version. Oh, nice. Kind of quiet. Let me turn it up a little bit. This is the main theme. And this game came out in 1991.
1: There's two years' difference between this one and the last one.
2: Yeah, probably... Oh doubled.
1: no, sorry, sorry, six years difference. Okay, I was gonna say like, graphics of this yeah, image Tommy. looks way better than the one previously. Like the face just looks like Yeah,
2: a I'm gonna say like once you get to the actual gameplay, it's just like little blocks yeah. jumping around, but oh, then this the start screen looks incredible.
1: The hat looks this like it is... has a face in it.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, this is the cutscene theme number one, so what we're listening to now. its I mean, it doesn't sound like Indiana Jones necessarily, but I do enjoy the music.
1: Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah.
2: It's, it seems more like a Mega Man.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. Very Mega Man y. So
2: Mega Man versus Mr. Nazi or something.
1: <laughs> I mean, Indiana Jones is Mr. Mega Man. <laughs>
2: I think it looped around a couple of times so let's go one more song from this game it's the tank battle
1: oh this this is awesome high high pace oh man this is way better than the movie version
2: (laughs) get your head bobbing
1: yeah it's like I'm playing sounds like a
2: a, a phone ringing
1: (laughs) this is a boss battle in most video games oh yes and this
2: is probably like the end of the game the big action scene before you get to the final boss
1: big action before you get to the puzzle
2: to get to the final boss. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Now let's jump up to more... No, oh, no, I guess a slightly more modern. We're in the 2000s with this next... This is the original trilogy. Um jones greatest adventures from 1994 a few more years the looks uh, this is the long journey begins so this is probably like the opening theme the final film adaptation until 2008 based upon the three original films released for the super nes so that's why i The indie theme, now we're on to The Well of Souls. That, uh, bing 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 reminds me of, like, the Fairy Fountain from Zelda.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: be a spooky. And the last site for this game is is called Desperate Situation. Is what it sounds like.
1: Yeah, it sounds awful. Like a no-win situation.
2: I like this little guy here. This is what the actual guy looks like in the game, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah. That, That checks out.
2: It's like a little, like, Exciting,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah a little, a little 8-bit 16-bit dude mm-hmm. probably see him just like phew, yeah a little bit yeah. whip action I like just name of the song doesn't apply to anything that happens in the desperate situations <laughs> of this game anything bad can happen is going to
2: move on to Lego Indiana Jones so it's going to be like almost uh, movie quality music now it should be Lego Indiana Jones the original adventures was released in 2008 by Lucas Arts, based on the original three movies and the Lego toys oh this is called Trouble in the Sky part one
1: has a plane issue where he's on top of a plane.
2: Mm-hmm. Is he in a blimp? Is he in a plane with a snake in the backseat?
1: Is he in in a plane without any pilots? <laughs> oh yeah, there's that plane scene too. There's no more parachutes. <laughs> Guess we'll use the rack
2: this one is over now we have have Desert Ambush part one I'm guessing that's from the first movie
1: maybe yeah
2: I guess it could be from Last Crusade
1: right
2: this does sound like good from the movie
1: it does yeah
2: like I can picture the scene
1: I mean, it doesn't even have to be ambush. She, like it sounds like he's walking through the town right now.
2: Well, this is part one, the calm version. So there's probably an action version too, because there's an action version of both.
1: Like when they get made and before,
2: there. Yeah, yeah, before the enemies pop out. Oh, let's see. What...
1: Hides in the barrel and
2: yeah, that's that's the scene I'm into, uh, yeah. visualizing. Motorcycle escape. Yeah, this is kind of the escape theme from Indiana Jones
1: right this is what the uh, last one the last crusade where he's with his dad in the sidecar uh,
2: yeah and this is the calm version so weird it's not the full action on version yet but I, I really like this version
1: yeah it's it's very calming for sure
2: yeah It's like lighthearted and kind of fun. About to get actiony, so let's move on to the closing credits, which would be the indie theme.
1: A little bit of flourish there,
2: yeah. It's <laughs> it's like must a, have been some... Well, the, these Lego games are kind of fun because they can add goofiness and uh cheese ball humor to the characters more so than the movie already had. Like the Star Wars games do the same thing, so that's probably what there was some cutscene there with something goofy happening,
1: yeah. It's almost like rolling down the curtain or opening the curtain, yeah, yeah. or I guess closing the. That make more sense yeah so whatever Mm -hmm. yeah that's nice nice little flourish added to something that we've heard a million times
2: Mm and we can move on to kingdom of the crystal skull (laughs) and this is a song called the adventures of mutt so mutt gets his own theme
1: Nina Jones the Crystal School is composed and conducted by John Williams returning to record the score was the contracted orchestra of Sandy de Crisson. aka the Hollywood Studio Orchestra what a fucking name for an American <laughs> studio
2: this is a fine character theme but it's yeah it's pretty formidable as well A lot of descending chord progressions
1: yeah. definitely it's a... elements of like the indiana jones like mm-hmm. kind of gives you like that thought like oh he could probably take
2: there's kind of like almost in uh, almost getting in the indiana jones
1: thing right.
2: and also from this we have the snake pit you know, Indy's afraid of snakes. This is maybe one of those honor scenes of the movie where like, Harrison Ford and or Indy and Marion are sinking in quicksand and the only way out is Mutt goes and grabs like a snake for them to grab onto as a rope. <laughs>
1: Couldn't find a rope. Couldn't find a stick. Grab the snake.
2: Just like Harrison Ford's reactions in this He's like, nope, nope, nope. I'll, I'll, I think I can touch the bottom. <laughs> yeah.
1: Stop calling it a snake. What do you want me to call it? Call it a rope. Call it a rope. <laughs> it's like almost like Marion and like Mutt's reaction. Like, Then fucking grab the rope. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's not even poisonous. All right. That's good enough for me. Yeah. It's not poisonous? Let me grab this fucking snake. I don't snake.
2: want it to bite me, but...
1: I just think the, the snake would, like, rip. I know it, it,
2: I, it's clearly made of rubber the way they're pulling on <laughs> poor snake
1: no snakes were harmed in filming into this movie mm-hmm. but the, this, the high intensity of this kind of mm-hmm. makes your heart rate go a little bit and that's what you need yeah. for a scene like this where you could die like momentarily mm-hmm. you know
2: like it's dramatic but it's also kind of playful because there's like humor happening in the scenes now it it's uh, we can move out of this movie and I only have one more song from uh, Dial of Destiny because uh, I couldn't find the soundtrack at the time and this is Helena's Helena's theme, Helena's theme. she's the new character
1: we just get to listen Who Helena is going to be? I know. I heard spoilers. Oh, then I don't want to know. We're uh, not going to post spoilers on the show.
2: Well, let's see. Maybe this sentence I wrote spoils it. I don't think so. In June 2016, Spielberg confirmed that John Williams, who scored the previous films in the Indiana Jones franchise, would return to compose the music for the fifth film. In 2022, Williams stated that it would be his final film score following plans for a retirement how he later backtracked on the decision. Williams premiered on one of his compositions, Joanna's Theme, that we're listening to, at the Hollywood Bowl on September 2nd, 2022, at Mangold's request. So that's how I found this. One.
1: It's available, yeah.
2: I think the, I mean, the soundtrack's available now, but we were recording this early and I couldn't find it. Right. That's true. I think John Williams just turned ninety-one, and he's gonna <laughs> I like he should have retired a long time ago. Just to relax, you've done great work. You don't need to keep going. But I guess if you still got ideas, I enjoy hearing them
1: for sure. And without even knowing anything about Helena, like this seems very boring of a theme. Yeah, but it's it's almost on par with like the Marion like. Mm-hmm romantic love theme just updated to 2023
2: yeah we'll have to wait and see what her character is like to see if this fits or not but I mean it's nice music just not as exciting as some of the other music we listen to right alright that'll do it let me this is the Raiders' March back in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That's a final closeout song.
1: It's a wedding, right? Yep. Yeah. There right.
2: are a bunch of... Like original games and stuff that we didn't get to, and the Young Indiana Jones, I didn't necessarily think we needed to cover that. This was just like the main movies and the video games based on those. Movies. Let them know how to get a hold of us if they would like to. Yeah,
1: so social media, drinking geek out, same as our regular scheduled podcast yep. you can find us on a website drinkingeekout.com we have a start of a blog, did not really do anything but of course it's there, <laughs> we have a geek SRM up there, updated with the IBUs, and we have our podcast subscription links. if you don't know how to subscribe to our podcast, there's links there you probably know what you're doing, because you're listening to us now yeah, if
2: you found us, you probably found us already
1: yeah. Rate, review, subscribe to Drinking Geek OST and Drinking Geek Out podcast. We have Threadless and a TeePublic for our merch if you want. DrinkingGeekOut.Threadless.com. And then we have www.TeePublic.com slash store slash Drinking Geek Out. Drinking hyphen Geek Out. Uh, we have more options on the Threadless because we don't get dinged for
2: <laughs> copyright and stuff. Exactly.
1: Uh, we also have a Patreon if you want to subscribe to us there. Patreon.com slash drinking geek out. Just remember that all these beers are not free and we don't make any money doing these podcasts. That's correct. So if you support us, it'd be wonderful. It'll help out. But, you know, you don't have to. You just listen for free and enjoy this content.
2: Yeah. And we have all sorts of designs on Be Public and Threadlist, not just podcast related. We got all sorts of crap on there beer related, geek related, whatnot. Just fun go in there and flip through when you get a chance. But that will do it for this wonderful episode of Drinking Geek OST. Thank you for listening, and until next time,
1: game over
2: and out.